from the twisted realm of science and the darkest pits of reason comes chilling tales of godlessness. Bear witness to the unfathomable terror that is the good atheist. Welcome to the goodatheist.net podcast. My name is Jacob Forte. And I'm Ryan Harkness. Today on the show, today the show is brought to you by sobriety. Let's just say that first. It is, it is totally sober. So if the show seems slow or whatever, you know who to blame. Yeah, blame the fact that uh, we aren't tipsy. Yeah. Well, it's just, it's come to the point where I'm, I think I've just hit my wall with alcohol. You know what I mean? Where I'm just, God, it's expensive and it's cheap here. I can't even imagine oh, what it must be no, like no, in other no, places. No. Hey, hey, hey. What are you talking about cheap here? I was down in the I States. was in Calgary. I was in Ontario. I was in all these places where the cost is much higher, sir. Yeah, but understand, everywhere in Canada, beer is a ripoff. When you're, some places in the States, you go and you can get like a 2-4 for like, 15 bucks. Okay, fine, but I, I'm not an American. I don't live in America. Okay? Yep. And every time I go to America, I go to big cities, and guess what? You get big city prices. So I don't get the small, buttfuck nowhere price of beer. When we were in New York a couple weekends ago, we got that uh, El Presidente Cerveza six, six pack for eight bucks. That seems very reasonable it was, for No, it, it was $11. It was $11? It was $11. Yeah. So prices were actually similar in New York as it was to uh, to Montreal, but getting to drink the El Presidente, which is the the, the official beer, the biggest beer in in the Dominican Republic, which is where I stayed for like three months, not so long ago. It seems like a lifetime ago, but it was not so long ago. So it was nice to have a little bit of what was home for a brief period of time. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I guess this is my new traveler lifestyle. The whole thing is every once in a while you have to just make yourself at home real fast and then just. Is quickly leave. Mm. Well, that's that lifestyle. My big problem with beer is the beer belly thing. As uh, oh, yeah. as you know, I have a beer belly, <laughs> and uh, even when we buy packs of beer and we say save save a couple beers for the radio show, what usually happens is you drink two before the radio show, and then you drink the other ten before <laughs> yeah. the next radio. That's show. That's right. It, I think it's the post show celebrations that just get out of hand because you feel spent after a show. And you just want to relax. That's where the beer is dangerous. But it's still it, that the the trouble is it's always made the show slightly easier. You know, I hate to admit reliance on a drug because it somehow shows weakness, and I guess we don't like that in today's men. No weakness, no weakness for you. Uh, but yeah, I was I decided uh, for, actually for me it was part of the weight thing too. I mean, I got a buddy who just stopped. He's losing a whole bunch of weight. It's scary. And I'm like, I think that's where I'm packing all the pounds, man. It's the fucking booze. Fuck the booze. It's not worth it. It's definitely not worth it. Agreed. Okay, well, today on the show, we're going to have a couple of uh, topics. The first one is going to be the distribution of these fifty fake $50 bills, but that are actually Jesus tracks. We're going to talk about that. We're also going to mention another pamphlet uh, that I I saw on Reddit about 21 ways to avoid the backseat of a car where trouble happens. So church wants to let you know how you can avoid those. And then lastly, we're going to talk about a debate between uh, Jerry Coyne and uh, John uh, John Hot. And there's a lot to talk about, not just in terms of the debate and what the points were, because I do, I do want to mention that a lot, but also the post debate drama, which is just delicious. And I I try to gather some notes about that because it's always like this and that's what we like we like our gossipy sewing circle of drama well uh, that last point that's going to be the real media one for you atheists you want to you want to talk some philosophical points on religion versus irreligion and uh Stuff like that, and uh, yeah, I guess there's that. I didn't know about the drama stuff. I only watched. No, I was the... going to surprise you with it. Oh, fun! <laughs> you know how I love atheism scene drama. <laughs> well, that's why I'm hoping to get your input from a sort of didn't have time to prepare for it. I want your raw opinion about some of the things that happened and how you interpret the situation. Sure, sounds good. I'm going to dip you into that. Uh, but first, I want to comment on something I received. It was another note. Uh, on because you know every once in a while I keep mentioning the subject of of sexism and, and that kind of stuff because it's a it's a topic that's just going to come up and of course you know uh, if you are familiar with my position you know my you know how I regard swear words particularly say the use of the word pussy and I have a comment that I want to read from a person who was listening to the show 
She says, Ugh, saying it's okay to use pussy as an insult because it's okay to use dick as an insult is like saying it's okay to use nigger as an insult because it's okay to use honky as an insult. A lot of the use of the word insult there. Uh, you are not a member of a historically oppressed group uh, being used uh, being used to mock. So as much as I hate the phrase, you just don't get it. Aside from that, it's childish and demotes uh, the level of any conversation, even when you're just having fun. You call me a fucking pussy, and I'm going to think, what a misogynist and more. What are you, 12? So, I wanted to talk about this again because and this is, this should be the last time cuz we we've, be, we've, yeah, we've yeah, already yeah. addressed this twice before right and i and 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 i think it can be sum up, summed up again with cuz i just i wanted to bring this this one objection of specifically that i'm not a member of a historically oppressed group that i'm not a woman and i can't understand these issues and that therefore i can't use certain words you know i've already had uh discussions before the the fact that i agreed with my hopefully my future guest, great and square, that the word nigger is not something that we should uh, just pretend doesn't exist, use the N-word or whatever. We need to just get over that word. It's just a word. There's lots of those words. Pussy is one of those words. And I still can't believe that some folks are not over it. You know what I mean? Like where the language police comes over and says, I'm sorry, you're not part of this minority or majority group, I guess, for women because they're more women. Uh, therefore, you, you can't use the word. You can't use... That's our word. We own it. It's mine. That's ridiculous. You don't own any words. Words are words. Well, keep in mind at the end she was saying it's not so much her saying that we're not allowed to use it. It's just the fact that when we do... She just thinks we come off misogynistic and immature sounding. But I am immature. I mean, did I ever go and say, listen to my show because it's the most mature show? I'm going to expand your mind on this show. Mm. That is not the intended purpose of the show. Most The, the, the reason why I record this show is, is to kind of make you laugh. I want that uncomfortable moment where a person is on a subway or a metro and they laugh out loud and everybody looks at them like they're a fool. I want that moment. I crave that moment. When you write that moment, like in your, th in your thank you letters... I like that. I'm like, I made you look like a fool. <laughs> and humor being offensive, as it often is, uh, yeah, sometimes stuff like that's going to happen. It's the cost of comedy, man. You have to be offensive, and sometimes it hits and sometimes it misses. And I guess that's the big thing about all this, is that you got to recognize the fact that words do have power. Certain words have more than others. And this is why, for me, pussy is not really a word that I'm going to put away anytime soon, because... We recognize the power that it has. Uh, it's nowhere near the power of, say, a word like cunt. You know, I'll throw around pussy all day, every day, and I'll even say it in front of women and pregnant ladies and little children, even. <laughs> just because. <laughs> You're being a little pussy, Jimmy. <laughs> just, just because, uh, you know, sometimes that kind of stuff slips out with me. But, uh, you know, I'm not going to call a woman a cunt or something else like that. It's all about. It's all about the kind of words you use, when you use them, and basically everybody judges you on the appropriateness of your language given the present circumstances. Uh, this whole idea that you can't use certain words or that, you in, know what in I, any context. Yeah. Well, I would say maybe what, they're, what a person is trying to imply is that words should be sheathed like penises. And uh, I, you know what? I'm not, I don't necessarily disagree. There are some words that I do sheathe if you will, because I understand the fact that they still have a, a certain power, certain power to them. You know, like I wouldn't use the word nigger unless I was trying to make a point or trying to be funny and probably failing at that. Yeah, no, don't use it trying to be funny, please. I said that I would probably fail at That's that. That's why you shouldn't use it. Right, like but in any case, I'm not going to use it out of anger, for instance. Uh, that's you, you sheathe that word because you know that there are certain words that you utter at certain particular times, and yes, they have uh, enough power to get you in a lot of trouble. I recognize the fucking power of words, but that's why I throw every conceivable swear word at you. I diminish their power. When you listen to the show, they fucking gloss over you. See, I just used that right there. It was unnecessary, but it glossed over. There's a correction I want to make from last show where, um, episode 149, where I was saying that uh, I, I was on a rant about mirror neurons but unfortunately I call them motor neurons accidentally 
And Mona, Idiot, and that was the, stupid. That was a moron. That was, that was ignoramus. So, God, yeah. why do you even talk about things you know nothing about? Let's say this: if you if you uh, recognize that during the show, then congratulations, you're smarty pants. If you if you knew that difference, you win a cookie, and you will. And for all time, now you will get to witness my idiocy. Well, what's the deal? Did you get an email about this? I got a couple. Actually, you know who noticed? Carissa noticed uh, first, and she told me. By then, it was too late. The show was up. The show was up. I mean, it goes up, and now it's. Uh, I can't edit it. It's over. It's gone. And I'm not. I'm not even going to. I'm not going to pu- pull a George Lucas, or maybe I will. I don't know. George Lucas said the same thing when he was a young man mm. that he wouldn't fucking touch his old uh, any of his work. He was a liar. Maybe in some horrible future I'll do that. But please, someone out there, have the kindness to tell me that I'm an idiot to my face if I do that. Huh? change that to, so I, I appear less stupid I think I would appear stupider mm. <laughs> so yes correction on my part cool so the first part of the show that we're talking about is something that I just fe- I feel like this is probably a person's worst day you know what I mean like let's say you're a, a waiter or a waitress and you're serving all of these Christians that just came from church you're biting your tongue at all the stuff, nonsense, they're just fucking talking about. Them going around trying to proselytize. Because you're at work, you got a job to do, and maybe, who knows, maybe your fucking ass boss is a religious asshole himself. And then you see that a whole bunch of money on the table once this group leaves, and you're like, wow, it looks like a 20 or a 50's in there, holy shit. I can finally pay off said debt because you're fucking waitress. I mean, how much money are you making? You probably have two jobs, too. You pick up the 50, and what do you notice? Oh, it's not a $50 bill. It's the newest trend. It's to write Jesus tracts on fake money. So some of you may have uh, seen some of that. I got a couple of pictures, which I included in the notes. You can see just how, from far, you would actually think it is money. And I can only imagine that in a time where people are really poor, I mean, now's the time to really print these (laughs) motherfuckers. You know what I'm talking about? (laughs) You can get somebody to climb up to the top of a tree to pull one out. Oh, man. <laughs> They'll dig one out of a toilet. That's probably going to be the... That's what I'd do, yeah. Take some of those tracks, put them in toilets. Ah. Yeah. So when a person sort of picks it up, they really hate it. They really hate those tracks. Because, you know, I didn't make them. I didn't try to deceive people. I'm just using a tool of deceit already. Because on the, the the whole bill, when you turn around, it says, Are you disappointed? Because, yeah. Let's say that maybe finding out that that's not really $50 is a bit disappointing. But it says, are you disappointed? Well, Jesus will never disappoint you. Okay, well, maybe his fucking followers will with this fucking crazy bullshit they're trying to pull. Hello? What the fuck is that about? What, what I find interesting about this is it seems like there's a constant battle uh, between atheists and religious people. And it's waged many times through the form of money. I mean, have you ever gotten a... Uh, you ever gotten one of those bills that has like a like a stamp over the "In God We Trust" part or something like that? I've never actually gotten one, but I've seen them on the web. If yeah. that means anything. Yeah, so I guess this is kind of uh, just another iteration of that. It's kind of funny, kind of interesting. Maybe there's a maybe there's another parallel in the way these religious people think. They're like, well, most heathens, their their god is money, so we shall print it on money, and then they shall be turned to God because God is just so awesome that why wouldn't you turn as soon as you knew that the news was out there? And you're like, uh, because I already knew the fucking quote unquote news, and it was all bullshit. Like, hello, snap out of your fucking delusional bubble for five seconds. Step outside and just maybe consider that leaving a fifty dollars, which with a lot of these Christians who leave behind, that is their tip. You don't even get money. <laughs> Here, here's a tip. Don't burn in hell forever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, they feel they're doing you a favor. I left that really important track back there. I did that waitress a favor by not giving her money. You know, maybe if they like combined it with a $20 bill or something, that, uh, that, that wouldn't be a bad way to proselytize. You know, put your money where your mouth is and be like, yo, giving, bam. And uh, Jesus tip. So... Well, it's like you one real thing. tip, Jesus tip. Then you can be, then you can be happy. Well, maybe they don't tip because all their money already goes to God. He's he's uh, he's real thirsty for it. Let me tell you, when people are still tithing, there's a video on the site that I put up. It I had played it uh, a long time ago, but I felt like replaying it because we we we're trying to get you to tithe, motherfuckers, just tiny amounts. So I thought, here's a nice propaganda video, much better than I could fucking do, saying, uh, yeah. Give us some money. Because when you look at these mega churches, how much money they're raking in, you're like, man, I wish I was in the nonsense market. Fuck. 
lucrative, taking money from idiots. Well, weren't we just talking recently about how it worked with the Mormons, like especially with the uh, with the anti-gay proposition in in California, where where the Mormons just went around and said, "Look, we know how much you make. Yep. You're going to be donating this amount, and that's that. That's that. If you don't want to be kicked out of the church, you don't have much of a fucking choice." And they racked up thirty million dollars. Thirty million dollars. I mean, the that that was the most that was ever spent on a political ad campaign before, like, the whole crazy uh, 2000... Uh, what, was what it? the citizens elections? versus that, that whole corporations can... Money is speech thing? Before that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So you're, you're, you're just like, this is all only possible because they have gotten really good at just taking people's money. I mean, we're still at the point where we're, like, essentially begging. We're like, do it! Them, no. They hold you by the fucking balls. I mean, not only... Do they tell that you're going to go to hell? And if you believe that shit, I mean, uh, that's already a powerful one. But the, the other one, the even more powerful one is like, well, your family's on our side, and then they'll never speak to you ever fucking again. So just do what we say, bitch. Just I've, do what uh, we say. I've got a friend, actually, who is a uh, Jehovah's Witness, and she left uh, last year, and uh, her husband is divorcing her on on advice from the elders. <laughs> I see. <laughs> but otherwise, it would be okay with her leaving? Otherwise, the relationship... No, well, I don't know. They wouldn't be okay with her leaving. But no, like, but other, him other, himself. Otherwise, otherwise the relationship would be okay? Yeah, my understanding was that it was quite fine. So, I guess they just can't see eye to eye on that semi-important fact anymore. It's It's kind of a divisive thing, let's just say. So, yeah, they got you by... They got you by every orifice. You move an inch and... It's, well, what, it's what's, gonna it's gonna scar. What's the point of having a baby with someone who not only is going to hell, but will probably damn the baby to hell as well? Right? Right? Am I right? Seriously? Right? And it's gonna totally bum you out from heaven. Jeez. Yeah. What a bummer. I mean, you will still enjoy yourself because it is heaven. It's but, a fucking party land. And, and but I think part of the fun that you have looking down on everybody that, that's burning in hell will be diminished by seeing your baby and wife and all that. <laughs> So You're like, oh, better to cut the cord now. Oh, yeah. By the way, I feel sorry for anybody who got those, but if you did receive some, please send it over to us. I would like to actually have some for my collection of really bad religious stuff. Like I have the uh, Origin of Species by Ray Comfort yep. book, and 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 I want to have the. Um, I got a copy of that too, eh? Yeah. Oh, you do? Yeah, it's pretty oh, sweet. Yeah, it's pretty fucking sweet. And I want that um, Atlas. Of the world, I think it's 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 by that uh, creationist Adnan Akhtar, or uh, I can't quite fucking remember his name, but he's just like that guy who has a picture. One of his pictures in his atlas is actually of a of a fish hook. <laughs> he, he didn't know it was a fish hook. He thought it was uh, a real bug, but now it had a little hook in it. Whoops! <laughs> oh, it was like a fishing lure. That just looked really real. So he was when he was taking photos for his atlas of animals to prove that there were no transitional fossils somehow, and he chose one of those animals. I mean, that is collection worthy, my friend. That's a collection. There's a whole bunch of Jesus junk out there. I'd love to get my hands on. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, if you get a uh, if you get a hold of that money, please. It's worthless, anyways. Just so send it up. Yeah, we'll we'll even we'll even up the annies if uh, if you send us uh, one of these uh, Jesus dollars, we'll give you a uh, membership. All right, we'll do that. <laughs> Jeez, I put like, me on the I like, spot, eh? I like, uh, I like giving away Jake's memberships. Oh, well, I'm going to give it to someone who's probably not going to, you know, spend it on the, the show anyway. So more listeners that's is the, good. That's, it's always good. It's like he was not going to pay anyways. I'm poor. That's the spirit. All right, let's move on. The um, the next thing I, I, I want to talk about was this pamphlet that a person made available on uh, Reddit. Once in a while, I gotta say, uh, you can find some quality stuff. Most of the time, it's it's Rage Comics, which which are terrible. Which you're getting to sick of. Uh, say what? Which you're getting sick of. Yeah. I mean, I, well, I, I was sick of them a long time ago. I'm sick of them maybe three days in. Three days in. But they actually keep growing. I guess it's just popular. People feel that rage. Maybe it's even the reason they listen to this damn show. But It's teenage expression, man. You don't understand. You're old. No, I do understand. It's just that I would have actually drawn that shit. I do understand. I just don't like it. Fucking kids. No, I'm saying like... Hi, some... Why don't you draw your own comics instead yeah, of that's using right. Use your own talent. Rah. Stop copy, cut and pasting. I'd rather see someone's shitty comic than seeing the same shitty comic cut and pasted. That's all I'm saying. Meh. 
And plus, there are random comic generators out there, or better artwork. Fuck, man. Maybe I am just an art... Translation, snobby. get off my lawn. <laughs> yes, I'm that old man. Uh, but one of the really hilarious bits that I, that I did find was 21 Ways to Avoid the Backseat, which is a pamphlet. I couldn't find the church. Like, even though I did some Google searches for it, I can't identify. It must be. It must not have a web presence at all. It must be one of those tiny churches. But they had enough gumption to decide to print a pamphlet, which I thought was actually directly out of the 1950s, right? Because who the fuck is backseating? This is 21 ways to avoid the backseat. Backseat of what? It's like, who can afford a car anymore? <laughs> oh, man, everybody in the States has a car. Because if you don't have a car, let me, let me explain to you how it works. There are no sidewalks, and there's no public transportation. Man. And you can't get anywhere you want to go. Unless you have a car. So it's like a car is a, a necessi necessity. Everyone has a car. I don't know if they have a car big enough that they can bang in the back seat. I never had sex in the back seat of a car. I did, but it was in a K car that just sort of like folded out. So does that count? What's a K car? It was like one of those old Winnebago station wagons. Sure. They called them K car because that was like the shape of the chassis or some. I don't know, but they called it the K car. Okay, so in a station wagon, in like a station wagon with all the seats folded down. Yeah, yeah, that totally counts. I don't know though, because that's more like a uh, back trunk at that point. I know, but it's like a full like. If if I had sex in a minivan with the chairs removed, I'd still had sex in a car, even though it's technically a minivan and technically not in the back seat. Let's just say that I think that only when you have the lack of comfort of a backseat to fuck can you claim to have fucked in a backseat I suppose I just want to make it fair right I had the luxury backseat it's it's the presidential suite backseat it's bullshit mm -hmm. you need to be doing it in the pleather horrible dirty ass uh, backseat of a I don't know shitty old car that you paid $200 for that's backseat sex that's kind of like after you have to Take some antibiotics, probably. I do wonder whether or not it's still like a big thing. Kids going and banging in the back seat. I could see like er, like long ago, like you had no other options. Like parents kept too close of an eye on their kids, so the fucking couldn't happen in the yeah, house. But, but nowadays, they work just, so much, they're never home. Exactly, right? it's you can like, do whatever you want. There's definitely some place better, more secure. Because I mean. Here's the thing, you get in a lot more trouble having sex in a car than you could just in a house. I mean, nowadays, with how, with how everything is a criminal act, getting caught having sex in the, in the backseat of your car is probably tantamount to, what do you figure, indecent exposure and a bunch of other stuff. Who knows? An excuse to throw you in jail, goddammit. Exactly. But so they want to they wanna keep kids out of the backseat of cars, uh, metaphorically or literally, who cares? Like, they, they just don't want... People having sex. I, I just thought maybe it was either a pamphlet they just redistributed from old times, or maybe it was a bunch of old fogies totally out of touch, or something like that. Just because at least what they offer as potential explanations shows you how out of touch they are. Because we're gonna go through, we're gonna go through them because I think they're awesome, and we're just gonna do it. So uh, here's the first one. This one's the no room method. So essentially, it's just put all your shit. In the back of the seat, so that if you're with that special someone and you're fighting that temptation, it's easier if it is literally a mess. And they, they even say, like, put stuff that's, uh, you know, really weighty, so, you know, you can't even move it around. It's got to be full, man. Like, you're moving your house. <laughs> this will also have the advantage of making you seem completely unsexy to the other person because you have a filthy, nasty car. Yeah, I definitely uh, lack of cleanliness brings a person down a couple pegs. But you know what? Not so much back in high school. I remember back then, it's That's like, we, you were a slob and the girl was a slob. Everybody was a slob. And you'd do slobby things in piles of slob. So backroom, uh, the no-room method may not work. May not work. They may still be just... So, so tempted that they're going to go anyways. Uh, the next one might work. It's called the bad gas method. It encourages eating burritos and other things that produce gas. And then, uh, you know, I don't even know why you'd actually have to do it. You could just say you do, that you have gas or something. I don't know what, but they seem to suggest here that you should really go for it. Because trust me, there's nothing that kills the mood like a big old fart. Big old fart. Bad gas has stopped me from having sex before. I'm like, there's no way in hell I'd be able to do this without letting off a couple of bad ones. Yeah, that does sound uh, familiar. 
That does sound like a familiar story. Who hasn't been there with the grumbling stomach, the hot girl demanding action, and you trying to find a way out of it? I've got a problem because beer makes me fart. Uh, That's bad. Marijuana makes me fart. That's bad. Pretty much all of the the entire cosmos of uh, narcotics make me fart. So, good lord! At least if they don't completely make my penis pull back into my body and turn into a little inside-out vagina. My problem is I have total whiskey dick, man. Like I drink, and it's if I'm drunk, forget about it. Forget about it. Maybe something's happening down there. I feel nothing. You and you feel nothing, and you what? You fall asleep. So, boo on alcohol. But, I mean, I think the reason I get the whiskey dick is for me to actually get drunk. It takes me, I don't know, maybe five pints, maybe. Like, that's bad. But by then, it's probably just low blood pressure. Nothing's going to my fucking cock by then. Mm. It's bad. Okay, the other one is the honesty method. That's just saying, like, uh... I don't know, that you want to save yourself for whatever ridiculous tradition that people are still trying to do these days? Sure. That will probably work. I would say that if you're honest and you truly believe it, yeah. You can definitely pressure a person into not doing anything. Well, it's amazing to imagine that if you say you're not going to have sex, the other person will respect that wish. Well, hopefully. That, that, that should be reason number one and the only reason. <laughs> if, you, if you're legit, all of this like backseat thing, trying to, trying to not think about your crazy temptation to fuck... Maybe you should just listen to it. Maybe you should just get your freak flag on a little bit. Jesus won't mind too much. He's forgiveful. All the time. The only thing you can't do is deny him. Because he must be satiated. Okay. Uh, with love. With, with all of your praise and love. More so than for your parents or family. Um, their other uh, method is the no back seat method. I just think that encourages front seat fucking. Still even more dif- difficult, but still doable. Unless you're like, I don't know, 200 pounds each or something. I guess then probably not. That's not going to happen. There's the holy method. That's just basically put a Bible right in the car. And as soon as you see the Bible, all those temptations are going to go away. Weren't they they actually suggesting to buckle it into the middle seatbelt? Yes, that's right. That's right. Treat it like a child. Yeah, I like that. Oh, yeah. Well, I definitely would make my dick soft. I'll tell you what. Seeing a Bible belt buckle in the back? Whoa! I don't know. There's nothing better for spanking than a Bible. No, I just mean like Especially those crazy, co- crazy religious chick I do not want to have sex with. Do you remember those little red ones? The little red copies of the New Testament? No. They were awesome. What do you mean by awesome? For spanking. Oh, I see. You did a lot of spanking with Bibles? Uh, Be truthful now. A little bit. A little bit? A little bit. That's impressive. I didn't actually think... I thought you were just talking smack. No, nope, I've You done may it. be talking smack. You have a little smirk on. I've done it. <laughs> did you do it for the irony, or you just did it because it was there? And, it, and good for smacking. It was a bit dirty. Yeah? Yeah. That is heathenistic. Was this before Good Atheist stuff? Oh, this was a long time ago. I was a teenager at you the time. Were, you were just... You were, you were destined for this then. Look, the great thing about being a teenager is it's time for exploration. You could do all sorts of weird stuff and get away with it. Including spanking... Just grabbing Someone a Bible, Bible off the bookcase and be like, spack. That's the noise it makes. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of don't want to do it now. <laughs> that's not a sexy sound. Okay, the other one is the buddy method. And uh, that's just find a friend. Although I got to tell you, today's today's sort of uh, teens, nah. That's just an invitation for a gangbang. Gangbang. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> they're, they're, they're a little bit more promiscuous than... Uh, than the ones that, than than when I was a teenager because there was much less access to porn. It's not necessarily something that's good. In fact, if you listen to the show on sexism, I do mention how watching too much porn is actually bad. But they still, nevertheless, have a gallery, if you will, of things that they can just vicariously. There's stuff that's been around that they think is normal that totally isn't. It really isn't. <laughs> it's just it's 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 only normal because they needed variety in porn in order to sell it. Mm-hmm. So what we now have is just a bunch of crazy ass variety. Mm. And 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 a lot of people are finding that they don't enjoy that variety, but they feel pressured to do it because of, of everyone else is doing it. Well, it's like if a guy has seen like 200 or 300 pictures of a girl with her ankles behind her head with like 30 crayons jammed up her orifices, then uh, it might seem normal to him to ask his girlfriend uh, that she do this as well. And it's just that's that used to Can be Can you put these crayons up your butt, sweetheart? Yeah. The man in the movies did it. Please do it. 
<laughs> the girls of the internet are okay with it. Why can't you be? All right, there's a, the next method is uh, the late date method, which is essentially planning the date really late, like essentially 9 o'clock, and then you got to leave by 10. I mean, these are teenagers, buddy. They can do enough shit in that time. I don't think that's going to really work out. And they're going to come back at 10? What are they, 12? Like, what are you talking about? 10 o'clock. Who with a driver's license has a curfew of 10 o'clock? Somebody in a fantasy land. People in the Bible Belt. Well, yeah, and, and, and strangely enough, people in the Bible Belt also have higher rates of teen pregnancy, more people that actually watch porn. So when you make something, uh, you know, when you make something restricted, you make it hot. I mean, that's why you spank someone with a Bible, because it was hot, it was restricted. You can't do that. Oh, yes, I can. Psh. So, what's the noise again? Spack. Spack. I'm the man. I'm a rebel. Even though it's just a stupid book, it should be meaningless. It's a stupid book. Didn't even make a sexy sound. Make a spack sound. I don't know. You have to imagine it like a Batman comic, like it would be written spack. Yeah, but with a lot of squiggly lines, or is it more like a circular line? A decent amount of squiggly lines, two exclamation points. It might be green or yellow colored inside, or it might just be, I don't know if it's, if it deserves to be, you know, have a color inside or if it's just, you know, full. Adequate. Thank you. <laughs> I already have it in my head. Okay. The uh, next method is the Forza crowd, uh, no, sorry, the slob method. Uh, sounds very similar to the, uh. It the, is, the keep it, your back seat full of crap method. Well, the other one was more like, I guess he was more organized. He was just uh, suggesting put lots of heavy stuff. In this one, it's really go all out, trash the fucking car. So the last one is like, put some filing cabinets and, and, and other things back there. <laughs> Refrigerator. The, this, this one here is like, every single McDonald's meal you have, just throw some stuff back yeah. there. In the back of your car, just put a whole bunch of trash. So no one will... Uh, will ever want to take know. it take it one one thing further urinate all over the back seat yeah you don't want to go back there baby his other uh his other method which uh i suppose could be a fun day but trust me it's only going to work once is the no stop method where you decide that you're just going from place to place and you never actually take a break so you never have time to do any back seating a lot of these are really weird yeah well <laughs> Um, okay, I don't think the other one, the next one's going to work. The other one is the chauffeur method. So you get a limo driver to pick you up. And I guess, apparently, they think that with a, that a, another no, person there, you're not going to do anything? That no sex yeah. ever happens in limos. No. Never. Never. It's not like the whole place is designed to just bang. No. And no limo, limo driver has ever seen anyone have sex in a limo i can i can definitely tell you that that wasn't yeah. something that was like in every 80s movie ever <laughs> that was the whole reason you got a fucking limo you know because you don't want to do it in the back of a taxi yuck well, maybe this whole like get a get a driver thing would work is like dad will be your driver I'm just sitting there and drive the car around and while, while no you i believe that's a, that's a, one that's later actually while you're getting a malt he's sitting in the car reading I no, 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 that's the, that's the family affair method. That's bring the whole family. That's a great date, by the way. I would accept a date with the whole family if it was at a fair or something, where I just don't actually have to interact with them. But what kind of a date is the family affair date? It's a bad date. Hmm. It's a bad date. Maybe, maybe now when we're old, I don't know. It was, it was, it was fine enough. I never had a problem showing off my family. Fortunately, they weren't freaks. Okay, so the next one doesn't make any sense. It's called the collateral method. And essentially, it is where you sabotage yourself if you fail. So you, you, uh, you take your most prized possession and you give it to someone that you know is going to do something terrible with it if you tell them to do something terrible to it. And you have to promise yourself that you're not going to do it or else the, he will smashy smashy or she will smashy smashy that prized possession. So uh -huh. this is a kind of, you're going to get fucked over and you did it to yourself mm -hmm. they're, they're encouraging self-sabotage here okay <laughs> that's the collateral um, okay the, the next one is the pray and ride method how many of these are there 21 we're almost done okay. they're pretty fast the pray and ride method 
Um, Which so means? you just basically keep praying to stay pure. So whenever you get too erotic, just oh, yeah. st- time out and pray. Time out to pray, man. Oh, jeez, thank you for... I don't know what I'd say. Thank you for making me so fucking horny right now. <laughs> that my life is twisted in conflict. That I don't know what to do. Thank you. I love you. That's what you want. I'm sure you can come up with a more creative prayer. I was never quite good at it. Hmm. My prayer when I was a very t- small kid where I still believe was, can I have a bicycle? No bicycle. I'm like, fuck you, God. <laughs> you obviously don't <laughs> exist. No bicycle. What the hell? I deserve a bicycle. You know who got me a bicycle? My dad. I believed in my dad. Although the problem with that bicycle was that it was a really kicking BMX bicycle, right? But it was red, so when it rained on it, it was pink. <laughs> it wasn't so bitchin' and badass. So God got you back. He did, mm. fucker. Made my bike pink. Um, okay, the next one is the allergy method. Uh, so basically, take some sniff up some pepper or whatever makes you allergic, so you look like you're disgusting and you have shit coming out of your nose. Or if you if you really this should really, work every night. If, if this is about to happen and you cannot stop yourself and you are allergic to peanuts, like go to the hospital allergic. <laughs> just to have a Snickers in the glove compartment. That's where just rub it right as in your face. As far as God is concerned, taking a Snickers He'll is understand. way better than taking a dick. Oh yeah. So God will understand if you go to heaven, it's not going to be considered suicide. No. Nope. <laughs> Sex prevention. It was. It was. You were just trying to prevent yourself from doing what felt. Supernatural at the time. Um, the next is the sizzling method. Uh, so I guess that you have to be in a car that's uh, uh, really warm or something like that because it's like roll up all the windows and blast the heat, you know? Because then you all be sweaty and you, you're not going to want to do it. I'm like, I'm sorry. Uh, obviously, you have sex with pillow sheets over yourselves. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Or here? you figure it must be so frigid they don't get all. <laughs> Because, I mean, sweat, Hot and sweat to me body. is just sex lube, man. It's like, by the end, you, it's like a slip and slide or something. Yeah, well, essentially, you you will have no sweat if you uh, ended things in about five minutes. you got to work up a sweat mm-hmm. in order for both people to essentially be drenched, liquidy all over each other. That's the desired outcome. That's what you want. I'm like, turn up the heat? Sure, baby, turn up the heat. Let's sweat it out. Bow, 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 bow. Come on now. That's probably the worst piece of advice in there. Okay, so the other one is the I gotta go method. Uh, that's where you basically drink a whole bunch of soda so that you have to go to the bathroom all the time. So That's, that's stupid. It doesn't even make any sense. <laughs> uh, the next one is the one second method where you're only allowed to kiss for one second. Just one second. That's really stupid too. <laughs> <laughs> all right, the keep the change method, which is a jar that you have that you have to put money every time you have an um, impure thought. <laughs> I like that. You know, if I if I had given this to my daughter as a pamphlet and she started the jar and the jar is just overflowing with money and everything, I'd be like, shit, maybe time to send her away to a monastery or something. <laughs> yeah, there's, 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 uh, that's the perfect place to send her. Uh, there's the surveillance method and, uh, Oh yeah, sorry. I'll start that over. It's the surveillance method. Basically, that's where you park where there's lots of people, so that you're gonna be too shy to do anything. And I just, I'm just like, you're just encouraging people to become eventual, uh, eventual voyeurs, or or uh, or what do they call it? Well, I mean, yeah, see, this is, this is the problem with this whole back of the seat, don't have sex in the back. Is it, it? It takes a decent amount of effort to get yourself into a position where you can bang in the back of a seat, and yeah. That that one there makes sense. It's like don't go to an abandoned, empty area where you could potentially have sex for a long time and nobody would notice. Anywhere where there's anybody going anywhere will notice you fucking in a car. So just stay away from those deserted areas. How about that? That's not bad. And finally, there's the TC method, where they just basically say, <laughs> "This is the most." I'm actually going to read this whole thing. Afraid you might forget any one of these ideas? Don't worry. Just tear this page out and tape it to the steering wheel before your date. And remember, we're watching you. What does that even mean, we're watching you? Um, you're watching me have sex in the back of a car? That's pretty fucking creepy. <laughs> you're watching me all the time? Nice. Thank you, big brother. 
Appreciate that one. I don't know. It didn't even have... Uh, see, my, my whole... If, if I'm going out somewhere and I should not be having sex, I'll just do something very simple. I will not wash my genitals. They'll be all stanky and hairy and improper... Oh and, yeah, uh, and then you're it's just afraid. Good one. Then you're just afraid to take it out for the party. Even if like someone is really knocking on you and giving you a good push, you're rubbing like, themselves. You're, against you're, you. you're, you're like, trust me. I went to the gym, and uh, it's bad. <laughs> it's like, yeah, my dick smells like pepperoni right now. You don't want to know this. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, the next thing we're going to talk about first. If you have not watched this debate. Uh, then I want you to go to the notes or to the website. There'll be a link for it. And I want you, wa- I want you to watch the Jerry Coyne versus John Hot debate it's- for this one main reason, okay? And I, I, I don't even necessarily want you to listen to the Jerry Coyne part. I actually want you to listen to the John Hot part. Because there were so many elements. Well, which of it which one were, is which? Who's who? The hot was basically the first guy, the really tall guy. That's uh, that was the theologian. Sure. Okay. Jerry Coyne is uh, he ha- his blog, the Why Evolution Is True. He's, uh, you know, he's a pretty pretty big deal in the blogosphere, actually. Uh, you might, he might, you might have just whoosh, right past you, but no, he's a big deal. He's a scientist too, so he's got that thing. Anyways, the reason I want people to watch it is, you remember that thing I keep saying that you should be so, you should be familiar enough with your opponent's argument that you can defend them yourself, because I want you to try to defend his ridiculous assertions. The, thing, the only thing I, I thought was actually disappointing about the debate was that nobody was actually talking to each other. They, they, they had their own points that they wanted to talk about. They had 25 minutes to just say it, and then there was no discussion. There was just actually 45 minutes of questions from other people proving once again that most of the people asking the questions were busy talking about what they thought. That's what you get at atheist conferences, and we should just come to realize that and plan for that. <laughs> But nevertheless, no one really actually participated in a dialogue. There was no dialogue. It was like two individual people standing up and giving speeches independently of each other, and then neither of the neither of them talking to each other about what they'd actually said. Exactly. But the thing I found really fascinating, or, or at least informative about it, was I. It made me sort of see what the 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 more sophisticated theologians try to just pull. You know what I mean? Where you really actually boil down. Because I've, I've boiled down John Hott's arguments. Because those are the ones I want to talk about. I want to be familiar enough with what he thinks to try to be, defend this ridiculousness. Because trust me, there are many areas that are ridiculous. We'll begin with his first, which is called the hierarchical principle, which I've mispronounced. But it's essentially this idea that something lesser can understand something greater than itself. It's this Neoplatonic idea that... You know, you, you we see a world of only shadows. That there are perfect, perfect things beyond our comprehension, and because we're imperfect, we can't understand those things. Therefore, Jesus is real, <laughs> and the Son of God, and the only way to heaven, which totally exists. Well, we'll go into that later. But the first part, I, I, I want to say just how flawed that principle is. Anyways, it seems to just suggest that if you have a certain degree of complexity, you lack the ability to understand something more complex than that. And obviously, let's test that principle. How complex are we compared to, say, the complexity of the rest of the universe? You know? I mean, we are uncovering things that are vastly more complex than just organic life. Uh, you know, the, the, the intricacies of, of the universe is much grander than us. And we can try to understand it to some degree. I don't know how, if we'll ever have a complete understanding. It may be impossible because as the universe changes... Maybe some of its rules change as well. I don't fucking know, right? Well, Who knows? A, take a look at the understanding that we had of the universe eighty by, years ago. Well, I'm just even even, even like you know eighty thousand years ago, and moving up. And as we learn more and more about it, I think it kind of shows that yeah, we can get a grasp on these things that are more complicated than us. We can figure some stuff out. We can figure shit out. We we seem to be pretty good at it. These things that we're launching into space aren't falling from the sky, so nope. I think we have a, a general grasp of what's our, going on. Our particle accelerators appear to be accelerating, <laughs> so and they I'm I'm sure they're more complex than uh, than than the way that we think. You know, like I can't think up what the fuck is going on. Well, look, um, let, let's not let's not get too deep into like no I, I, how, how we think and how the brain works because let's admit the brain is pretty awesome. Oh yeah, I don't want to argue that the brain's not awesome. Pretty complex and ridiculous. 
let's go to the, his next argument, which is basically trying to, you know, he, his stance is to first say that religion is compatible um, with science because he says, well, really the universe is trying to point towards something. It's trying to, it, it has a goal. All right, I'm, I'm going to try to see if I can uh, read his quote. Faith is a way that the universe, which has reached consciousness or become conscious of itself, opens itself to a new future, one in which it embraces God. So it's kind of like the secret, thinking about God existing makes God exist or something? No, 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 no. Basically what he's saying is that the God has created a universe that has become aware of itself enough to appreciate it, right? And now the, the the problem with that argument is that, first of all, if the entire purpose was to try to have faith in God, there's absolutely no reason to continue to do science. There's none. You can just appreciate God. You don't need to have a deeper understanding of it to just under, to appreciate God. That is done by everyone. And I doubt that John Ha would go around telling other religious people that his comprehension is better and that he worships better, therefore. He'd probably just take the opinion that everyone worships equally. Whether or not you're in the 13th century or in the 21st century. Seems to me like it's pretty much a stop knowledge here. If the, if the whole point of the universe was to make some entity conscious of itself enough to appreciate it, job is done. We can just sit back and just relax. Let God bask in our love. I, that's the first problem. You're like, that doesn't sound like it's opening uh, ourselves up to science right here. You know, especially if the the premise, this ridiculous premise that he puts forward, can't even be challenged. You're like, you've already accepted this premise to be true, even though it rests on no evidence whatsoever. Well, you could say that for about 99% of all religious claims. I found that it was, I mean, like, obviously, like most sophisticated theologians, they decide that they need to understand how the universe works, right? And Hot appears to know how it works when he talks about the evolution of the universe. But, and I'm still just baffled by how they can just say, well, 13.4 billion years, yep, yep, uh, it's all good. But recently, tons of things changed. Physics changed, Jesus came over 2,000 years ago, it's all going to change. You're like, what the fuck are you talking about? How can you understand the evolution of the universe and still really believe in your God? Like, I want him to answer that question beyond his whole, well, I just think it's pointing towards it. Really, it's not. Yeah. I mean, it hasn't at all. The insignificance of of humans on the when you're comparing it to the scale and breadth of the universe and the time that it's been around, it's pretty hard to basically believe that that was everything was for our benefit when we were but a blip. And and here's another argument that Hot has. He believes that Jesus, like specifically, you're like asking, why do you even believe in Jesus? That would be your first question, right? Because you, you can always believe in the ever-retreating God that is on the margins of fucking science. You can believe in him all you want. You'll never disprove this indisprovable God. But, you know, when, when push comes to shove, you're like, well, you don't just believe in God. You believe in Jesus as a God. And he explains this by saying, well, Jesus is the best way that a finite being can understand its relationship with the infinite, which is God. So he's like, he's your... He's your tour guide to the infinite. You have to understand it through him because there's no other way for you to. He's the best way to do it. I'm like, first of all, why would he be the best way? It, it seems to me like it could equally be Buddha or fucking Mohammed as far as anyone else is concerned. There's, you haven't offered any evidence why this particular fucking dude who seems completely ignorant about modern fucking medicine and science and the universe should be the best person to really guide me through to understand this supposedly infinite and perfect being it's like what does this imperfect ignorant illiterate man have have to teach me about this supposed perfection obviously nothing uh one of the my favorite moment though of the entire uh debate was when he was talking about this uh um the scientist called pierre Teilhard de chardin right who, uh, who he said was thinking about evolution before we were. So this is a guy that's just not, you know, like did most of his work before we had modern genetics or DNA testing or any of the kind of evidence we have now. But he quotes him as saying that, uh, you know, like that he, ha he's, he was open to the idea of God, that obviously biology pointed that. But the I irony here is that... Uh, so he's kind of like their Darwin. He was a religious guy who also explored these ideas of evolution. No, but here's the problem, right? He's a Jesuit, 
so he's saying like well here's an example of a biologist who did significant work who was religious and you're like that was fucking long time ago man but not just that he's the worst example because his work was actually censored by the church the Roman Catholic Church censored his scientific findings. In fact, they forced him to go to China so that he could stop influencing people with what they believed to be sort of uh, bad doctrine. You're like, oh yeah, no, there's no conflict. Despite the fact that the very person you use as an example was in conflict with religion. Ta-da! But like, that, I wish that someone there would have been able to know. You know, I only <laughs> knew because I did research on it, right? You gotta show up one of these things with fucking Wikipedia and say, hey dude, you mentioned this guy. What the fuck's up with that? He, uh, he got his work censored. So, you, you kind of disproved your point right there. Yeah, fact-checking is all important, and it really doesn't happen enough. You could, you could cry for the death of the debate, but I don't think it's the debate's fault. Uh, I think afterwards, the fact that nobody fact-checks everything that's said... Nobody's held accountable for, for the examples or the facts that they throw out there. That's really the problem with the debate format. Yeah, it's true. I guess we don't we, we, we just don't allow a lot of follow-through. We'll get into some of that follow-through later because there's a lot of drama involved. Uh, but I want to talk on two other things that he said before we move on. And the first one was that he believed that you needed layered explanations to things. And the example that he used was saying, okay, if, if you boil a pot of water and somebody asks you why is it boiling, you can give the explanation, well, because there's been enough energy transferred into heat that's making those molecules... A change from water to a gas or you could also say because my wife wanted me to make tea and he says both these answers are true and he believes that religion is somehow that extra answer the desire beyond the you know the the extra layer to the explanation and i'm saying let's just take an occam razor thing to your whole layered explanation bullshit your desires have still nothing to do with the principle of what caused the water to boil sure you made it happen but that's all you did the rest of it took care of itself. Physical laws that we understand. Your desire to turn it on or off wouldn't have changed whether or not it would have boiled. It still would have boiled and would have required a material explanation as to why it boiled. He didn't ask you necessarily, did you make, you know, why, why did you boil this water right now? It's just like, why is the water boiling? Wants to know the mechanical explanation. And if you wanted to know another one, then it's an entirely different conversation and not the realm of science. Your desire for tea is not a scientific fucking fact. It's just a desire. So, another example of this could be, on one level, you're drinking wine at church on Sunday, and on another level, you're drinking your Savior's blood. Layered explanations. Yeah. You can just layer it on top of that, too. You can just keep layering it upon layer of turtle. I mean bullshit. I mean nonsense. <laughs> And finally, the last thing that he said, and I think this is part which annoyed me the most, he said that scientism, so the, 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 the view that material explanations to natural processes are the only way to achieve truth, he says that that is a faith assertion, and because of that, we have absolutely no way to, uh, we, we lose all, 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 of, uh, all weight in our argument because we have a faith-based belief. And I think that there's a problem here because the first one is definitional. He has, there's several definitions to faith. Uh, the first one is a belief not based on proof. And I think we'll all agree that scientism doesn't take that kind of faith, right? The other one is kind of a confidence or trust in a person. And I won't deny that that kind of faith is usually given to a lot of scientists. But it's not given de facto. It's just, it's, it, we, we always try to assume that a person is doing good science, but we always check the facts. And that shows you that there really is no faith. You know, that even... We don't even have trust in ourselves. Like, scientists don't trust them themselves. That's why they do double-blind tests, to make sure that they can't influence the data. There's a really famous um, uh, James Randi-like stunt where he basically got this French uh, scientist group who, who said that they had found that water had memory, right? He went in there and he bet them that, that you know, a million dollars that they wouldn't be able to replicate it. But he had special conditions. He made sure that the people, when they were collecting the data... D weren't able to manipulate it, right? That it was it was kind of more that double blind, and then nothing happened. Of course, because you can't trust people. Science doesn't trust itself; even it questions its own assumptions. I would say that there is no faith there. There is still a kind of um, a trust that the method is sound, but I think that that trust comes because it's earned. You know, it's it's earned because it's told us so much about the universe that everything else has not. 
If you're wondering why is science so respected, because you benefit from an infinite amount of wisdom that science has granted us, all right, about the world. It's not just raw information. It is wisdom. You know, as we learn about our effect on the climate, that makes us wiser. It's not just raw facts. So we need to embrace this shit. And as soon as guys like Hot start saying, no, there's no conflict. Your belief is just another kind of belief. There can be layered explanations. Here's an example of a guy who agreed with me who also got persecuted. <laughs> there's no argument here. I, and, and I feel like there's probably people out there who think, who, 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 who hesitate to debate religious people. I had an email from a fan the other day who said, thanks for making me speak out. You know, like they challenged one of their pastors and they mentioned the two different deaths of, uh, uh, of Judas as, as proof. And they basically silenced their pastor and they were like, that was a really satisfying moment. I mean, trust me, when you really start doing the information, I mean, uh, start doing the research, you can school anyone. You can school them. No fucking kidding. They believe in nonsense. They're part of cults, people. They have not embraced reality. Challenge them whenever fucking possible. And, and make sure that you're, you're ready for that challenge, too. Because, like I said, understand their arguments better than they understand it themselves. It's the only way to be able to debate them. Because you'll have to use their own arguments against them. Fuck your own arguments. They, they aren't listening. Listen to them and then counter what they say. That's my best fucking advice. And that's what I think that... You know, I, that's what I wish Coyne would have done. He said he had read a number of his books. He was said he was ready for it. I'm like, well, you came second. I would have just gone after him point by point, taking notes during his entire speech. It was just open for it. I was just yelling at him, please mention something. Pull up my cousin Vinny. Everything this guy said is bullshit. Hey, there's fucking bullshit here. He ain't said nothing of value. Now on to the drama. The debate was... Uh, recorded I, on October 13th. Can I just... Uh, so this is new. Relatively new. This is relatively new. Can, can I just say first that I'm amazed that the drama came out of this? Because when you watch it, it's totally like, Welcome to the atheist, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> now we'll have blah, talking to blah, blah, blah. And I watched the whole thing, and I wanted to... It, I didn't want to shoot myself in the head. It wasn't that bad. But it was just... It was dry. It was dry. But here's the problem. You've never actually seen academic fights. You... You see real fights. You comment on real fights where guys are in each other's grills and they're like, I'm going to fucking punch you in the face. Now, this is this is more subtle. It's still the same animus as far as I'm concerned. I'm going to just school you in the face. That's, that's kind of like what they'll do. But you can see the tension between the two if you understand the kind of academic hatred they may have for each other. But the reason that the, the actual drama began was because although the debate was... Uh, recorded on October 13th and and both Coin and Hot had agreed to release the video uh, originally Hot was like I don't want you to release the video so he felt that during the, the speech he had been uh, attacked or something like that that Coin hadn't really used uh, any proper debate tactics that he was using ad hominem attacks and, and shit like that and like you said it, it didn't sound like there was much of a fight going on right like the, the kind of insulting you son of a bitch, you're full of shit. No, that's what I would have done, right? I could have understood if he had a debate with me and then said, no, that was the most disrespectful thing I've ever seen. Yeah. I was like, well, I hope somebody else recorded it because uh, it's still coming out. <laughs> but in this case, it was just that he felt that his his work had been misrepresented by Coin, And that's why he didn't want to release. He wrote a letter, actually, because uh, when he didn't release the tape and, and Coin blogged about it, Hot received a shitload of, of of emails. Some of them probably like, you fucking piece of shit. You know how people get. Oh, yeah. Internet rage. Right. So he gets some internet rage, and all of a sudden he writes back, and he's like, ah, oh, you sent your goons after me. <laughs> it's like not understanding what the internet is like, because he's an old fogey, totally out of fucking touch. It's just that when a person writes about it on the blog, then their crazy-ass fans will come after you. This is just the reality of the world. You can't listen to everything that people write. But anyways, he doesn't know this. So he was just writing back saying, like, as an attack, he's like, you didn't, you mischaracterized my work, and you did all this stuff, and blah, blah, blah. And, uh, and Coin re responded by basically, uh, you know, sort of the same old, I don't really think I did. I was fair. I read all, you know, six or seven of his books. And if he, you know, really feels that I've misrepresented it, maybe he can fucking clarify it. You know what I mean? Like... What is this misrepresenting bullshit? If someone said you didn't understand, make me understand. Don't just fucking write a letter saying you were unfair. Was I now? Please explain. Oh, you didn't. Oh, no. Then you just accuse someone of ad hominem attacks. That's weak, too. That's, that, that itself is an attack. You attack me. Murr. 
Ed Hominem. Well, can you move on beyond that point? Even if it was, just deal with the facts, man. You don't got to fucking attack back. But yeah, what did this guy say that you think he got so wrong? Just lay it out. Yeah, just lay it out. I don't even know what specific part it was because it did, it wasn't mentioned in the in the letter. And again, it was very much in his book. He references this, and science says that that. I think he felt also that there's. I mean, Coin is 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 like us to some degree. He's mocking, right? And uh, they don't like that. They don't like being mocked. Well, that's too bad. Well, I mean, it's that old atheist problem where when you tell religious people you're an atheist, it's hard to get around that that nugget of truth at the center of it that you think what they believe is stupid. And you could you could try to dress it up and say, "Well, around. look, look, I I still respect what you believe." Uh, or respect you despite the fact or whatever you want to say but it's like you know if you're an atheist you think that most of the stuff in the bible all these stories are not true and people that believe them and put a lot of stock I mean the whole Jesus thing if you're going to de- devote your life to Jesus it's kind of stupid sorry yeah if you if, here's the thing if you are a well educated person who understands evolution cosmology you know all modern science and you're still a believer specifically into whatever shit you were born in I can like you, but I'm not going to really respect you because you you haven't really done the necessary intellectual work to actually understand what the fuck is going on. Like your whole fairy tale story. I mean, the Jesus fairy tale story to me just seems completely ludicrous. It hinders on on an untrue premise of Adam and Eve, tries to use that to justify barbarism and cannibalism, and then somehow convinces you that this ghost interloper, uh, you know, sort of interloper, is your connection with perfection. Stupid. Sorry. It's just stupid. That's dumb. And we've heard lots of dumb ideas in the history of mankind. Zoroastrianism, dumb. Yeah. Islam's dumb. Buddhism, despite its sweetness, dumb. <laughs> Very dumb. Yeah, I like its artwork, but uh, yeah, it's pretty stupid. Especially the really... The, the the bastardized version of it where you start introducing gods and shit like that. I mean, I appreciate it as a kind of quasi-religious philosophy, but it is still, in the light of what we know now, dumb. It's like, it was a fine explanation, but it's dumb. Resurrection? Stupid. Nirvana? Seems to me like an invitation for laziness, for doing nothing, for excusing a person sitting in a cave and just praying to somehow achieve outworldliness why don't you appreciate the world that you fucking live in well hey when when upward mobility was impossible and the world we lived in sucked pretty bad i could totally understand looking in and seeking out nirvana but nowadays i kind of have this feeling that the humans as a species have something of a responsibility towards uh, of pushing ourselves towards balance is what i would say better everything being better for everybody yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I think that, you know, whenever whenever we discuss or make light of our first world problems, right? I mean, we, we kind of want to introduce first world problems uh, a little bit more, you know, like we, at least in, in, in the sense that we want other people to have vaccinations, we want other people to have access to, uh, you know, health care and shit like that. We, want, we These should be universal principles. Why should one group have health care and another not, right? Why, why should we try to take care of these are, uh, this this literally causes people to die uh, before other. You want to talk about death panels, man? They already exist. They're called insurance companies. <laughs> <laughs> we could talk about that on a, another show. Uh, anyways, I think that's pretty much it in terms of the debate. Check it out uh, if if you want to again see some some of the points maybe I missed from 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 Hot that you thought were also quite uh, ridiculous and ludicrous, but. I cannot overstress how important it is to understand what they say. And I and, and I had the bad habit before of just skipping over certain things because I just knew what they were going to say. But every once in a while, you'll catch some new little development or, or, or new little idea. And it's just, they're all just more ludicrous one from the next. And, and they should be exposed. Exposed, mocked. If, if Hot's not happy with uh, looking foolish, then perhaps he should stop believing foolish things. That's that's my that's my little message for that fucking pussy. <laughs> bringing it back, dude. Bringing it back. Very nice. Okay, well, before we go, I'd like to thank everybody who's a contributing member. Uh, specifically, all the hardcore members. You guys have essentially been sustaining 
uh, is sustaining us because we the, the production of the shows have gone down. So unfortunately, because of that, it's less enticing. And, and most of the time, it's new monies that allows us to sustain ourselves. And that's bad. That's bad. But luckily, when we started doing the whole hardcore memberships and things like that, they really did sustain us while I'm trying to make all the changes. So you guys are the reason why I am essentially still eating. So thank you. Thank you very much. And if you really want to help out, that's that's the membership that helps, guys. It's not that the $20 ones has always been the minimum. The the hardcore one is the one that I'm asking you to sign up to. Tithe. Tithe. The $5 a month is the tithe that I'm asking you for. And I want to continue <laughs> doing what I do for as long as I possibly can. So please tithe. All right, with that, my name is Jacob Forte. And I'm Ryan Harkness. Have a good Atheist Day, everybody. <laughs> this is barely better. <laughs> <laughs>